Hollow Mountain Publishing presents The Pawn, book one of the Appalachian Storm series, written and performed by Diana Kilpack. Chapter 17 Lizzie Hawk Sam and Lizzie followed Katie and Candace into the cabin. Sam made a quick assessment. This is exactly what we need. Lizzie's eyes kept darting to every drawer and closet she could see. Katie knew she was eager to not only explore, but to figure out everything she could about the cabin's owner. Candace flopped onto the floor, still in leopard form, and was fast asleep within minutes. Katie followed Sam into the kitchen. She watched as Sam spotted the note on the back door, then slipped outside. Within minutes, Katie heard the generator start up. She couldn't help smiling as the lights flickered just a little and came on. Leave it to Sam to know how to start a generator. Sam came in, stamping her feet. Do you want to help me with the groceries? Katie nodded, happy to be doing something. Walking back into the living room, Katie could hear drawers being opened upstairs. Sam cocked her head towards the sound. Lizzie's already snooping, she said in a hushed tone. Katie tried not to feel guilty. If I didn't want answers so badly, I'd tell her to stop, that it's rude. I know exactly what you mean. It didn't take long before all three girls were rummaging through everything. There were plenty of things you could find in a hunting cabin. Sam came across an extensive collection of arrowheads, but absolutely no written documents of any kind. I was so sure we would find something, Lizzie said, dispirited. All three girls were sitting at the kitchen table. There's not even a single book. How can you not own a book? Exhausted and disheartened, Katie sat back on her chair. I'm too tired to think anymore. Let's go to bed. Sam swung her eyes around, automatically resting on the snoring leopard. What should we do about Candace? Don't try and wake her. She may attack. Sam got up and put her hands on her hips. We can't just leave her on the floor. Katie shrugged. Throw a blanket over her if you want. She glanced out the window. I'm going to go outside and check the surroundings. Sam gave Katie a questioning look. Katie felt obligated to explain. I don't think we're in danger. I just want to make sure, okay? Not waiting for a response, she took off her clothes, turned into Wolf, and walked out the door. Circling the cabin, there weren't any new tracks. Her senses on alert, she couldn't find anything amiss. Not wanting to go back in, she sat in the same spot where she first found the cabin. She tried to remember the conversation she had with Jackson. He was trying to tell her something that night. She tried hard to remember. She thought he was angry with her. He told her he couldn't contact her because of the full moon. What did that mean? The idea of what she was about to do had been forming all day. She patiently waited until she was sure Lizzie was sound asleep. She then reached out with her mind. Jackson, are you there? No response. Did that mean he couldn't hear her or he didn't want to talk? For a moment she sat in the snow wondering how to proceed. Jackson. I'm so confused. What were you going to do with Candace? She waited. 
The silent night did not give her any answers. She glanced around. There was very little wind. The only thing she could detect was the soft clouds that exuded from her own breathing. She decided to try one more time. Jackson, I consider you my friend. I'm willing to... She stopped. What was she willing to do? Since she didn't know what he wanted, how could she bargain anything with him? Jackson, what is going on? This is driving me crazy. She wanted to say so much. She needed so many answers from him. The silence was deafening. Shrugging her massive shoulders, she got up and headed back into the cabin. She wanted him to know she still called him her friend. I miss you, came her last plea before she changed back into human form. The sleeping leopard had a blanket draped over her with a pillow lying next to her head. Pajamas were folded neatly in a pile next to the pillow. The hide-a-bed was pulled out, bed made. Once again, Sam was making sure everyone was taken care of. Katie lay down, resting her head on the pillow. Within minutes, she was fast asleep. Katie opened her eyes as early morning light was coming through the window. She realized she had a warm body snuggled next to her. A little confused, she extricated herself from the bed. Sometime through the night, Candace had turned human and crawled into bed with her, realizing she probably would have done the same thing if she woke up on a cold, hard floor. Katie dressed. Katie started fixing breakfast for everyone. She looked up, saw Candace enter the room. Good morning. Breakfast is almost ready. Candace didn't pause as she headed straight for the pan of bacon. She reached her hand into the hot pan and tried to snag several pieces. Hey, what are you doing? You're going to seriously burn yourself? Pushing her out of the way, Katie actually heard a growl coming from the girl. If you're that hungry, there's a plate of bacon on the table. Katie watched in fascination. She not only ate all the bacon but everything else on the table. There was nothing left. Getting up from the table, she headed for the loaf of bread. There was no way to describe it. She tore the bag open and scarfed down the whole loaf. How's that bacon coming along? Katie was so busy watching Candace, she forgot all about the bacon. Um, just a minute. She quickly scooped out the sizzling pieces of bacon and set them on a plate. Before she could do anything else, Candace grabbed all the bacon and wolfed it down. Katie raised her eyebrows when she realized bacon was still sizzling in Candace's mouth. Obviously, Candace was oblivious to the burns because she turned to the refrigerator and started rummaging through it. She found a bag of sliced ham. Sitting down, she consumed the whole bag. Katie was relieved when that seemed to stop the girl's appetite. Hearing Lizzie and Sam moving around upstairs, Katie started rummaging through the refrigerator to see if she could make something else. She started frying the last four eggs. By the time her friends entered the kitchen, she was standing guard over the eggs she'd cooked. Sam came in with a big smile. Wow, it smells really good. I just love bacon in the morning. She stopped dead when she noticed the table. She first looked at Candace and then Katie with a questioning look. Katie cocked her head, trying to point towards Candace. We no longer have bacon. The two girls looked confused. Katie moved behind Candace and started pointing with both fingers at Candace's head. We don't have toast either, 
or ham for sandwiches. Understanding dawned slowly on Sam's face. She slowly walked towards the table. Oh, that's okay. We weren't very hungry anyway. What do you mean we're not hungry? I'm starving. There's got to be something left. Katie handed her one of the plates she had been guarding. She walked over and placed the other plate in front of Sam. Sam glanced up and smiled. Oh, this is plenty. Thanks, Katie. Katie looked towards Candace. Her head was bowed so low she couldn't see her expression. Bending down a little, she saw tears running along her chin. Not knowing how to react, Katie sat down across from her. Katie looked up at her two friends. Each girl shrugged in response. Katie took a deep breath. When I first exerted myself in wolf form, I woke up so hungry I actually ate everything in the kitchen, including a frozen fruitcake. She shook her head at the memory. I hate fruitcake. Sam came over, sat down beside Candace, and laid her arm on her shoulders. We went to a restaurant, and Katie ordered not only a large steak, but two large orders of baby back ribs. She consumed four baskets of bread, a salad, and two desserts. It had to be the most disgusting thing I have ever seen in my life. It wasn't that bad, Katie muttered under her breath. She thought Sam was going overboard with her explanations. Lizzie laughed. Oh, yes, it was. It was awful. Candace gazed at each girl intently. Sam jerked a thumb towards Katie. Her mom kept staring at her like she was an alien or something. Shaking her head, Katie raised her arms, trying to block the insults. Okay, you guys have had your fun. It was not as bad as all that. You ought to see the amount of food her mom buys just to make sure she has enough, Sam continued. Lizzie started picking up the dishes. It's definitely enough to feed an army instead of a girl in high school. Katie got up to help. You just wait. She said, pointing the pile of plates in Lizzie's direction. You're going to be eating just like that before long. She looked up just in time to duck as dishes were slung towards her head. Holding the dishes firmly between her fingers, she stared at the mess on the floor before returning a wide-eyed gaze back at Lizzie. I can't believe you're so mean to me. Lizzie screamed and ran from the room crying. Katie watched her friend flee from the room and run upstairs. Surprised, she looked back towards Sam. What the heck was that? She said each word slowly, her astonishment clear. Sam waved her hand. Oh, come on, you don't recognize the signs? Katie was completely stumped. No? That's just how you acted just before you changed, Sam said. Excuse me? I did not throw anything at my friends and scream about how mean they were to me. No? You just tried to wipe out the whole Central High basketball team and then cried when I called you on it. Oh, I definitely remember that, Candace piped up. She gave Katie a knowing look. What kind of drugs were you on anyway? Katie could feel the heat rising to her cheeks. I wasn't that bad. Yes, you were, Candace and Sam said in unison. They both looked at each other and cracked up laughing. The crying upstairs intensified. The two girls clamped their hands over their mouths as they tried to control themselves. Candace leaned over and whispered, So you changed into a wolf close to the time we played against each other? I changed that very night. That's funny, 
That's the night I first dreamed about the great white tiger. Katie paused before she started cleaning up the mess on the floor. Don't you think the timeline is a little short? What do you mean? Candace asked. I went through those horrible cold and hot flashes for several weeks, Katie said, as she dumped the dirty dishes in the sink. It looks to me like you had the dream and then changed within a three-week period. Sam started filling water in the sink. Lizzie had her dream the night before finals. She acts like she's on the verge of changing. The droning sound of the generator Katie had gotten used to took a couple of sputters and died. All three girls glanced up just in time for the lights to flicker and die. Silence echoed in the house. Katie could hear Lizzie running down the steps. Her head appeared in the doorway. Her startled, bloodshot, puffy eyes were questioning. Oops, Sam grinned. I forgot to check it this morning. She walked over and started pulling on her coat and boots. Katie watched her for a couple of seconds. I think I'll join you. Katie watched Sam carefully, trying to remember all the steps it took to fill the generator with gas, prime the engine, and pull the cord until the engine roars into life. It seemed easy enough. We need to refill these gas cans we've been using, Sam said as she straightened up. If we're going to stay here any longer, we're going to have to get more food. I don't think it's a good idea for Candace or Lizzie to be seen in public, Katie said as she followed Sam back towards the cabin. Nor is it a good idea for me to leave them. Sam turned and stopped. Her steady gaze never left Katie's eyes. Why are you so sure they're in danger? Katie looked into Sam's dark, frank eyes. She almost told a friend right then about Jackson. To Sam, everything was black or white. This was right. That was wrong. Jackson could not be good and evil at the same time. If she told Sam her fears, she would make an immediate judgment. Odds were, Sam would decide he was evil. That would definitely make things more complicated. She had to find some way to learn more about Jackson before she could tell her friend. Katie started kicking snow off her shoes. It's just a feeling I have, she mumbled. Sam shrugged. You're the expert. Sam turned back towards the cabin. Katie wanted to debate the point. If she was the expert, they were all in trouble. She knew absolutely nothing. It was soon decided Sam would go for more supplies. The other three girls stayed behind. Since there didn't seem to be any cell phone service at the cabin, Sam was going to touch base with all their moms so they wouldn't worry. Katie had learned through past experience moms trusted Sam. It only took three hours for Sam to return. It felt like three days. Lizzie continued to blow up or start crying at everything and anyone. Every time Lizzie started blubbering about how mean everyone was to her, Katie wanted to throw her outside in the snow. Candace was turning into a snow leopard and back into humans so often, she started wearing a towel so she wouldn't ruin any more clothes. Once Katie explained what the cold and hot flashes meant, Candace could feel a change coming on and get ready for it. She not only accepted her new condition, but was learning quickly how to adapt. Watching her excel irritated Katie even more than Lizzie's crying. Katie heard Sam's vehicle long before she saw it driving slowly down the rutted road. She stepped out on the porch in anticipation. She needed to vent some of her frustration or she was going to explode.
Pacing back and forth, she waited impatiently for Sam to stop the vehicle. Before it came to a complete stop, she grabbed the door. I thought you were never going to get here. Why? What's wrong? Has something happened? No, nothing's wrong. Katie had a hard time explaining her feelings. I'm just really glad you're here. She reached in and grabbed a gas can and started walking towards the back shed. Just having Sam there calmed her. I was about to tell you we have two really crazy girls in the cabin, but I'm afraid the count is three. She smiled towards Sam. I'm afraid you're the only sane one here. Hey, I know it's rough. Sam stomped her feet as she entered the shed. I can't tell you I know what you're going through. I can only be there to support you. Sam and Katie entered the cabin, their arms full of groceries. The air slapped Katie in the face as it snapped and popped with electricity. Do you feel that? Sam shook her head and glanced around the room apprehensively, her confusion evident. It must have been going on before I left the cabin. But I didn't feel it until we walked back in, Katie said softly. Putting down the groceries, she followed the electrical current she could feel. Walking up the stairs, she saw Candace, now wearing a sheet toga style, leaning up against the wall, watching Lizzie. Lizzie was thrashing around on the bed, covered in sweat. I can't stand this. I'm so hot. How long has this been going on? Katie whispered. Not long. Watching her is giving me some serious flashbacks. It was only yesterday. Candace grimaced. It seems a lot longer than that. What can I do to help? Sam said as she walked over to the bed. Katie and Candace shrugged in unison. Don't stand too close. We don't know how she's going to react when she turns. I feel so helpless, Sam said as she stepped back. The room plunged into semi-darkness as the generator's consistent hum died. All three girls looked up at the dead light fixtures. It's not out of gas, Sam whispered. It ran all night last night. The hairs on the back of Katie's neck started to rise. Stay here and watch Lizzie, Katie whispered to Sam. Candace immediately changed, a soft growl echoing low in her throat. Katie crept down the stairs, a snow leopard on her heels. She first peered out a window, careful not to show herself. She didn't see anything unusual. It looked like they had less than an hour till nightfall. Walking as softly as she could, she locked the front door. Do you smell anything unusual? She directed her thoughts towards Candace. I'm not sure. Is there anything or anyone in the house? No. Katie slowly crept towards the kitchen, trying hard not to make a sound on the hardwood floor. Peering outside, she could see her and Sam's footprints leading in and out of the shed. She could also see a set of footprints coming from the woods into the shed, then leading out, heading around the front of the cabin. Katie reached over and locked the back door. There is someone out there, she relayed to Candace. The low growling intensified. Katie touched her pointer finger to her lips. The growling lowered a couple of octaves. Katie took off her clothes and changed into wolf form. She reached her nose into the air, sniffing cautiously. What she smelled made her heart drop. She thought she could smell Jackson. No... There was a similarity to the smell of Jackson, but it was not he. 
The only way to describe it was Jackson had a cleaner smell. The pungent, evil smell was much stronger on this individual. She crept back to the small living quarters to the front of the house. She looked up and saw Sam with a look of pure terror sitting on top of the stairs. Sam pointed to a window in the front of the house. There was an ugly face peering in. Katie ran to the front door, changed to human form for a split second to open the door. She changed back into wolf and dashed out. Lock the door behind me, she directed Candace. The man was no longer there. Katie could see exactly where he had changed to animal form. He was just ahead of her. Katie stretched her long legs to give chase. The tracks were easy to follow. and The scent was strong. She felt she was gaining and sprinted even harder. She could tell the scent was getting fresher. She had to be closing in. Katie, stop. It's a trap. The thoughts busted through her resolve. Jackson, turn around. Katie stopped. Jackson, what the hell is going on? I don't have time to explain. There are several seekers ready to jump you over the next ridge. I need you to explain. They're after Lizzie. Go back. Hurry. The snow leopard is too young to fight them all. Katie immediately turned around and started running. Her heart in her throat, she raced towards the cabin. Candace, are you guys okay? Where have you been? I've been trying to contact you for several minutes. I'm trying to get back as fast as I can. Sam needs to know if you are in the right front corner of the house. No! Katie stepped up the pace even faster. I'm approaching the back of the cabin. A gunshot rang out, followed by another. She heard an animal yelp in pain. Fear taking over, Katie could see the back of the cabin. I'm coming up to the back door. Let me in. Candace was there in human form to open the door. Candace slammed the door and locked it. What do you think you were doing running off like that? I'm sorry, I wasn't thinking. That's pretty obvious. Where's Lizzie? Upstairs. Katie ran towards the stairs, intent on seeing Lizzie. Reaching the top, she stopped in surprise. The electrical current in the air was almost tangible. Lizzie was exactly where Katie had last seen her, lying on the bed moaning. Sam was across the room with the window open just a crack. She was holding a shotgun with shells scattered on the floor around her. She was busy reloading the gun. She grinned. I know I got one. Did you hear the yelp? Flabbergasted, Katie nodded. I didn't kill it. Just filled a snout with buckshot, Sam said as she slipped the gun through the crack. It looked as if Sam was taking care of Lizzie just fine. Turning, Katie ran back down the steps. Candace was pacing the living room in leopard form, keeping watch over all the windows and doors. Katie decided to join her. Her heart slowing down to normal, Katie had time to think about what just happened. The electrical current was now coming in waves. She hadn't felt it this strong when Candace was changing. Why was this so different than when she or Candace changed? Jackson used the term seekers. Why were they so determined to go after Lizzie? Katie turned, went back upstairs, and crouched down next to Sam. She could see just as well in the dark as in daylight, but Sam couldn't. She didn't see any movement out there. Glancing towards the bed, Katie was just in time to see Lizzie turn into a cheetah. She gasped. The noise must have caught Sam's attention because she turned too. Oh, isn't she beautiful? Sam said in a soft whisper. The electrical current flowing through the air came to a complete stop. Candace must have felt it leave because she ran up the stairs. She stopped in awe. 
The cheetah tried to sit up too close to the edge and fell onto the floor with a bang. Katie tried to stifle a giggle. She glanced around and saw Candace doing the same thing. They looked at each other and started giggling louder. Sam quickly punched Katie in the hind flank to quiet her. Katie roared with laughter. What's so funny? Lizzie's thoughts reached out. Nothing. Nothing at all, Katie responded. I'm just glad you made it. Katie and Candace both decided they would take turns keeping watch through the night. Katie's turn to keep watch had her wandering the cabin. The questions about Jackson kept coming back. Tired of the merry-go-round in her head, she reached out with her mind. Jackson, are you there? No response. Did she actually think he would answer? Looking out the window in the quiet night, it was hard to believe a few short hours ago Lizzie had been in great danger. What exactly was a seeker? She remembered her dream when old Elizabeth Hawke had told her she was in danger from seekers. She tried to remember what else she was told. It seemed to be something like, they will try and convert you. What did that mean? Were they part of a religion or cult? Stop trying to contact me. Jackson! Surprise and relief welled up inside of her. You're bringing attention to not only yourself and your friends, but to me as well. I'm sorry, I... Look, I know you have a lot of questions, but now is not the time. I'm having a hard time keeping our conversation private, if you know what I mean. You can keep our conversations private? Katie asked in surprise. What do you mean I should know what you mean? Her annoyance rushed to the surface. Jackson sighed. You probably haven't noticed, but it's a full moon. I lose a lot of my mental powers during the full moon. That is why I'm having a hard time keeping things private. When you reach out to me, it's as if you have a radio signal broadcasting to the whole world. Not only is it to your location, but everything you say. I'm sorry, I didn't know. Katie's frustration increased. The problem is, I don't know about a lot of things. I've been thrown in this stupid little game where everyone knows the rules except for me and my friends. It's not a game, Katie. I'm sorry. I'm losing control. Talk later, okay? Are you a seeker? Katie rushed the words, afraid to know the answer. She waited patiently for an answer, but none came. Katie got up, frustrated, and started pacing the floor again. Talking to Jackson only increased the number of questions. She felt a lot better about him. He had warned her about the trap she was running into, and about the seekers who were trying to get to Lizzie. Her gut feeling still told her not to completely trust him. When it came to push and shove, she always did exactly what he instructed. If that wasn't trust, what was? Yes. What? The answer to your question is yes, I am a seeker, Jackson's thoughts said softly. Katie lowered herself onto the floor, closing her eyes in defeat. Hi, this is Diana Kilpack. I hope you've enjoyed this week's chapter of The Pawn, the first book in the Appalachian Storm series. Until next week, and our imaginations meet again, have a great day.